welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Okay, this will let me know when to... Okay, we're almost going live. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Mariano Big Dog's Corner, here exclusively on a new podcast. I am your host, Don Piercy, with co-host... Mariano Big Dog! Yes. Big Dog! <laughs> and tonight we're bringing you Toby Tigerheart Greer. He is an actor, uh, lightweight champion from TFA, MMA, and UFC fighter, boxer, personal trainer, gym owner, and he's been a talent manager. And in 2017, he opened up his second TWF school, which is True Warrior Fitness. Uh, he opened that up in 2017 in North Carolina. Toby, welcome to Mariano Big Dog's Corner on a new podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. What's up, Big Dog? What's happening, Toby? <laughs> Just in case I didn't say, it, I'm gonna get out. I miss you, man. I miss my Cali lifestyle. I miss seeing you. <laughs> Me too, brother. <laughs> Toby, uh, tell our audience how you go about helping others be able to find their true warrior within and find that balance. So, uh, Mariano, we'll go over this really quick. The way I met Mariano, Mariano was actually my first private training client. Back in uh, 2004, um, okay. we trained at uh, we trained at a Gold's Gym um, downtown LA. Um, it was pretty good stuff. Um, but uh, so I opened True Warrior Fitness. Uh, well, it was in 2004. Mariano was my first serious client, and uh, I've just kind of found. Uh, I went to Thailand and came back uh, and got all excited. Saw what impact Muay Thai training had on the orphans and all the kids out there. And I was like, I'm going back to LA and I'm going to do that. So that's what I did. I came back to Los Angeles and came up with uh, true warrior army and uh, really just wrote it out. And uh, the true warrior army, the philosophy is discover and develop the true warrior within. So that's really what I've dedicated my life to since 2004. So now 14 years teaching martial arts martial arts and really just trying to uh really spread the word and, and get people training martial arts and self-defense so what style did you start out in and how old were you when you started um i was uh well i started out with uh my older brother and my younger brother at uh six years old doing judo okay nice judo is good judo is good that's a good thing. So, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen clips from your fights, several of your fights. Uh, are you taking different styles from what you're learning and putting them together? Or are you sticking with one style and sticking to it? So, I got a couple of requests for you to change the uh, sharing to... Did. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My <laughs> bad. <good>. Um, <laughs> So, so this live stuff, uh, just for, just for the fans or anybody out there watching, I'm new to this. So I'm figuring it out. Um, what was the question? Oh, um, when, okay. Did, <laughs> when you started right. out or like when you're fighting at MMA, yeah. did you 
pick several different styles to choose from? Did you stick with just one style and keep with that? How did you go about that in your... So what I always tell everybody when they say they walk in the gym and like, I want to fight you. I want to, I want to do UFC. I'm like, what, what does that mean? So I always tell everybody that, that MMA mixed martial arts is boxing, Muay Thai, judo, wrestling, and submission grappling. Mixed martial arts is understanding the transition from each art. Okay. So for me, I started off in judo. Then I wrestled at 13 for a Lima Central Catholic, my high school. And then from there, it kind of just took off. And um, so for me, uh, I do a little bit of everything. But the fundamentals, the foundation of, of what I do is wrestling. But then I'm also, you know, was a WCK world title contender. So as far as mixed martial arts, I feel that um, you have to really learn each individual art mm -hmm. and then understanding how to transition from boxing to Muay Thai to judo to wrestling and then finally to jiu-jitsu or submission grappling. Right. And I think really the key is, is training them individually and then coming together and, and figuring out how they all work together. Okay, nice. Now, your MMA professional fighting career – I know Sure Dog, according to them, they have you at seven wins with five total knock TKOs, two decisions, five losses, which three were TKOs, a submission, a decision, and a draw. Is that right? Because sometimes believe, they're off. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, for starters, my one draw was actually a win. They had it listed as a loss. And then like four years later, they were like, okay, we checked the scorecards again. It was a draw, but it was really a win. So I don't know how they messed that one up. But um, no, <laughs> the thing about me was is I, I never wanted to be an MMA fighter. That was never a goal. Um, it just kind of, it, it was more about being an artist. And being an artist was important to me. And I felt I was a Muay Thai fighter from age 20 until 25 and then 25 I was like as an artist I want to have more freedom I wanted to feel that freedom that I saw all these MMA guys having right and I did. so that's how I kind of got into mixed martial arts the ability to really do a little bit of everything and uh so that's what got me interested in it and then I had my first fight um in Columbus Ohio right next to the Ohio State campus and then just fell in love with really the freedom of it that's uh -huh. the best way to say it. after fighting boxing and fighting and uh muay thai although i love those arts it was just the freedom that mma gave me is, is really what i loved okay nice what is your personal favorite style my favorite style well that's it that's it my favorite style to fight is boxing because it's easy and it's just fun my favorite style to train is jiu-jitsu because of the chess match. And I honestly feel like every day I do jiu-jitsu, I'm getting better. So that, for me, really was everything. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, it's just doing a little bit of everything. But I love to compete as a boxer. Mm -hmm. uh, Muay Thai is my, my favorite art, my least favorite to compete at. It's hard to go through a five-round Muay Thai fight without waking up the next day, like feeling like you got ran over by a couple buses. So, what about you, Mariano? Have you experienced that? You feel like you got run over by a bus? Yeah, yeah, I got run over by a diesel truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mariano's, see, Mariano's had it much harder, harder for me. I was a, a spoiled white kid doing judo. Mariano served two different branches, the military, grew up an orphan. I mean, he's got a story. I'm just, a, I just got lucky, right place, right time. <laughs> I just fake it better. How'd you get into acting out of martial arts, out of fighting? Who, me? Yeah. How'd you come to be you an actor me. and a talent <laughs> manager while fighting? Well, this is tough for me, Mariano. I got a superstar over here interviewing me. I'm like, let's talk more about Mariano. Mariano's on TV every day. He's in movies. He's done a little bit of everything. So now I'm this over is here. about you, Toby. This is about you, brother. This interview's for you. Yeah, so, um, you know, being in Los Angeles, it just came to me. You know, having one of the top MMA gyms in Los Angeles, I would just get calls all the time like, hey, we need a gym to film on. Hey, we need an actor for this. And then also having an angel like Mariano who talked and promoted me and talked about me also got me a couple gigs doing acting stuff. So that was pretty neat. Um, So the acting thing kind of just fell in my lap. I never... The funny thing is I moved to Los Angeles in 2004 to be the next internet marketing guru. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I have to, I know. Three in hand, and I, you know, I paid a lot for, uh, did it for about a year and a half, put my two weeks notice in, and uh, I was working for the top agency, Shia Day, on one of the top accounts, Nissan and Affinity, put my two weeks notice in, went to Thailand for two months, trained Muay Thai, spoken English and I came back and I was like, I want to be a fighter and a gym owner. That's all I want to do. And then everything else just kind of fell into place. So that was kind of how I got into acting was it kind of, it kind of just found me. Okay. Did you like it? You know, I loved it. What I loved about the acting thing was um, honestly was being on set, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when you're watching this stuff for years, it's once you go get on set, you really see how it all works and see the process. You know, I really enjoyed the process. And I think that was really what I liked more than anything about the acting was, was being on set in the process. Okay. Nice. Do you yeah. have any plans? Like, I know it's not the future right now, but anything that you may be working on behind the scenes that you can fill us in on, do you plan uh, on being in any know, more movies? No, no, no. So now I'm a real estate agent. So I got my real estate agent last, or my real estate license in March. So now it's now it's Toby John Greer of EXP Realty. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, uh, I'm using all my acting skills uh, in my real estate. I'm trying to sell five hundred thousand dollar, million dollar homes. And, uh, you know, it's all about trust. And everybody who ever meets me, the first thing they say is, man, I really trust you. But now it's trying to find out using those acting skills when I go live at a showing or, you know, a lot of live video. This real estate thing is, 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 is the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, throw me in a steel cage any day, but this real estate thing has really kicked my ass. I've been through it myself. I completely understand. <laughs> So now you've been in shows such as your gym was shown in Entourage and The Mentalist and yeah. um, you were also on Pit Boss. Um, can you tell us about your time doing that? 
Yeah, you know, the cool thing about that is, is, you know, one of the, I'm from a town of 4,900 people. It's called Fort Shawnee, Ohio. So the, going out to Los Angeles and the fact that my family, my grandma could watch me on a network TV show um, was amazing. I mean, it was just, it was just amazing experience. Um, and a lot of the gigs, I like the pit boss, mixed martial arts guru, boxing trainer, number one, you know, a couple of those titles mm-hmm. was, and, uh, you know, for me, it was, it, it was always about finding that stage or that platform. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, uh, in loving one another and teaching, teaching, you know, that we're all here to really help each other. So I was always looking for that platform. You know, um, I was an outside salesman for a wholesale building supply business before selling windows, siding and doors before I moved to L.A. So it was a totally different life. And, and, you know, the acting thing was more of that vehicle to get that message out. People would trust me and be like, hey, why are we listening to Toby? So a lot of those, you know, the, the network TV shows, the reality shows, that was just an opportunity for people to see me and go, hey, what, what does this guy have that, that interests us? And, and, you know, not an actor, but the credit, the one show I was on was the ultimate fighter season 12. And that was just a cool experience, but mm-hmm. you know, the acting thing, it's just, it's, it, it was awesome. You know, I have 14 credits on IMDb, never thought I would be an actor and it was never even a goal of mine, but you know, hanging out with Mariano and making him making it look so dang easy. I was like, ha, ah, might as well give it a try. Right on. <laughs> Mariano, do you have anything that you want to ask Toby? Can you hear us? Uh-oh, we lost them. Oh, we lost we them. Lost At least the he dog. stayed for the duration. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, <laughs> it's been great having you on, Toby. Um, for our audience that wants to follow you, find out what you got going on. And uh, where can they follow you at? You know, uh, I update my Instagram. It's at number four, Toby Tigerheart. I update that continuously. Um, I try to keep that pretty updated. Really speak out I'm to my fans. I'm back. I'm back. Hey, big dog. <laughs> this is how we start pretty much every phone conversation we have, yelling at each other. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. I think he has a weak signal. Not sure. I think we lost him. But no, right now, you know, my goal right now is um, I'm a real estate agent. So that's kind of my job. But my passion is teaching martial arts. So I partnered up with these guys, CrossFit APC right here in Mooresville, North Carolina. These trainers, these CrossFit guys, they do stuff that, that really amazes me every day. So I'm picking up some cool things from these guys over here at CrossFit APC. We call it the Q. Um, but really my goal now is, you know, I still have my gym in Los Angeles. So I have three trainers, Oscar Mueller, um, a woman named McKinsey, and then my right hand man and my brother from another mother, Eugene Cacho. So they're still running my school in LA. So that's pretty amazing. So for me, the next step is building that army here at the lake and really just attracting men, women, and teens. You know, I've had a lot of success here um, helping with kids that were bullied. Um, I train a woman who was attacked in a mall at 2 p.m. So one of the things that I've gotten into now mm-hmm. is I'm doing seminars called realtor safety seminars because for me as a realtor and as a self-defense expert, 
um, there was a story of a realtor last year in South Carolina that had a woman locked up in a steel container in his backyard. What? And he was yes, and chained him around her neck, and he was a realtor and lured them in. So for me, it's you know meeting people randomly at showings. People can call you and set up a showing at a house anytime, and as a realtor, you're so excited to get that business. You kind of put safety behind. So right now, I'm partnering with a, a company called Movement Mortgage, and for me, I would love to do these self-defense seminars all over the state, maybe all over the world. Just, you know, giving people Amen. some basic some basic tips that they forget right. because they get caught up and so excited to make that sale. My biggest fear is someone I know showing up to a showing and getting attacked. So what I'm focused on really right now is, is really arming the Lake Norman community with a lot of tools and skills I think will make them safe, keep them safe. But not only safe, but happier and healthier. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of the discipline and martial arts and more about the brotherhood and the sisterhood it creates. Because right. in society, now, when everybody's behind the laptop or hiding behind their phone, the ability to come to a gym and actually physically touch somebody is, is, is everything. And I, that's really what my passion is. Mm-hmm. And really what I'm focusing on now is, is helping people find their dream home, and then also keeping those realtors safe when they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's key. Now, yeah. on the self-defense, how long does it take to earn your black belt in jiu-jitsu? Mariana wanted me to ask you. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what he wanted to ask you. So, you know, for me, it was a different path, you know. Um, I started in judo. I got my yellow belt in judo when I was six, um, so I was six years old. I got my black belt in 2014 is when I got my black belt. But uh, for me, um, it was a different path because, you know, I started in, you know, basically in judo, jujitsu when I was six, wrestled in high school. Right. And then I got back into jujitsu um, at a place called 10th Planet with a, a guy named Eddie Bravo. I got into nogi jujitsu back in 2015, 2016. Um, or 2006, I'm sorry, 2005. I probably have all my dates. Uh, that's all right. Um, so, you know, to get a black belt, it just depends on what's important to you. For me, and I hate to break a lot of people's hearts here, but most people that have a black belt in jujitsu, it's BS. They're a black belt in what I call submission grappling. The art of jujitsu is an all-encompassing self-defense art. If you ask one of the Gracies, there's punches, kicks, elbows, knees, but most of these jokers now who have their black belt, they're, they're submission grappling specialists, which means they do grappling with submissions. It's not real jujitsu. So for me, I kind of waited off and I had a, a guy um, who wanted to give me my black belt. And I told him, no, I was like, I, I don't respect you because you're not a real black belt. And that kind of was hard, you know, <laughs> you can imagine, a guy, you know, because he wanted me under him. And I looked right. at him and said, look, you're a, you're a submission grappling black belt. I don't believe in that. So I ended up getting my black belt from uh, Aloisio Silva, who is a seventh degree black belt. So we're only four degrees of separation from Helio Gracie. So I'm very proud of that. But for me, jiu-jitsu is an all-encompassing art. So for me, it really takes a long time. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things that if you're with the right crew or the right group, you can get your black belt quickly. There's a guy who sells a program online, gets your black belt in four years. It's a joke. 
you know, it's just a joke. So, you know, it's just, it's just a belt. I tell everybody, ask them, Hey, what is your belt for? And they get all, they get all mystified. Huh? Say, look, it's to keep your E closed. That's it. Right. That's, all, you know? That's like, I, I was in martial arts from the time I, I started out in judo like you. Yeah. And by the time I was 20, because I was changing different styles, I was never reaching my black belt. I was always in black belt yeah. clubs, but I was never reaching my black belt because I was always switching it up. Yeah. So, so what I did was, is what was cool was I had a, one of the best black belts in the world in submission grappling. I hate mm -hmm. to say it, he's watching, he's going to be mad, but his <laughs> name was Shanji Hibero. And I hired him to teach my submission grappling jujitsu class for two and a half years at True Warrior Fitness. Basically, him and his brother Salo wrote the University of Jiu-Jitsu. If you go into Amazon.com, put in the word Jiu-Jitsu, their book comes up. What I did was was watch and learn from these guys for two years, and then I made my own curriculum based on their textbook. So I have a 96-line Excel spreadsheet with every move you need to know at what belt level, which includes – throws and, and, and takedowns because mm -hmm. you go to a jiu-jitsu school, most brown belts and even some black belts couldn't show you a takedown, couldn't show you an ogoshi or a serenage, an over-the-back throw because it's, it's hard to teach, it's hard to train. It's easy to do the soft stuff, the ground stuff, working right. from your And jiu-jitsu guys always say the same thing to me. Well, 70% of the fights go to the ground. I tell them the same thing. 100% of them start standing. So think about that. That's very, very, very true. Now, you've trained a lot of pro athletes in your career. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? So I had the opportunity um, through a, a program, uh, a gentleman, a commentator on Fox Sports. I partnered with him and Randy Couture to run a program out of True Warrior Fitness called MMA Athletics. What that did was it, it brought all these athletes from around the world biggest success story was I worked with a guy named Clay Matthews five weeks. We did takedowns, elbows, kicks um, for five weeks mm -hmm. before we left the training camp. And a guy like Clay Matthews, a third generation football player, he had been doing the same thing since he was seven years old. So when he came to me, it just totally changed the way he saw things. And the pummeling that we do, he said he's never done a workout or anything that simulated the fight at the line like that did. Mm -hmm. And so that was crazy and cool. One of the cool things about that was, is he trained with me for five weeks, then left for training camp. Then they won a Super Bowl that year. And the fourth play of the fourth, fourth, first play of the fourth quarter, he went in for a double A takedown, knocked the ball, the ball started floating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I recognize that double A takedown. And what the coolest thing was is he came back the next summer, which told me that, hey, I got now the Super Bowl champion within my ranks. And that was one of my proudest moments as a mixed martial arts trainer. Clay Matthews was definitely my biggest claim to fame as far as taking an athlete out of his norm and out of his comfort zone mm -hmm. and bringing him in my world. And then, I mean, he won a Super Bowl that year. So that was, that was probably my biggest success story. We had a whole bunch of professional athletes come in and out. You know, um, I trained Randy Couture for UFC 118. Nice. It is Pat Wood. Um, and Randy Couture is a legend. He's one of the nicest, most giving guys I've ever met. And mm -hmm. I kind of try to be a lot like him. He would just give, give, give information. He would sit there 
and at the gym and take the time to talk you through stuff. So as far as training pro professional athletes, I would say Clay Matthews and is probably my biggest success story. And just having that influence and having a lot of NFL players through our doors over that summer and the next summer was awesome. And they kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Are you going to take us on a little tour of your gym? Oh, yeah. Let me see if I got enough battery power. No doubt. All right. <laughs> so I'm here at CrossFit APC. I partnered with these guys. Um, the thing about these guys here is they're just great people. Um, and one of the things I hate to say is, but being in Los Angeles for so long and trying to build a gym out there was kind of weird because everybody's in and out and they're transients and they're, you know, they're in the gym for a week or they're in the gym mm-hmm. for a couple of months and then you lose them or they move. Everybody seems to be in LA to kind of get what they want and get out. Right. But, uh, gym, it's a uh, 10,000 square feet. Wow. Uh, of just awesomeness. I mean, you really can't beat a gym like this. Like I said, it's, it's, you know, a gym is four walls and a map and a school is a way of thinking. I always say that. And, and at the end of the day, you don't want to just show up or go to a gym just because the equipment you want to go because of the people and that's what makes a gym like this. The owner, Doug and the owner, Dolby, they're just, they're unbelievable people. So I'm going to go in the room. And so this is this, the gym right here. I'll give you the, the cool tour. So this okay. is the gym, most of it. But then what I have is I have my own space. So I got my own space and we'll go in here right now. Okay, so we're cool. entering True Warrior Fitness Lake Norman. So this is it. This is my spot right here. You nice. know, this is about 1,200 square feet. I got Glenn and one of my fighters and trainers, Michael. So that's it. So this is it. There's the banner on the wall. And this is it. It's a pretty big space. You know, most mixed martial arts gyms, most mixed martial arts gyms or even MMA gyms aren't much bigger than this. Um, So it gives us a lot of space. The coolest thing is we can get in here. You guys taking a break? What's up? What's up? Oh, cup shot. It happens. It happens. So that's that's True Warrior Fitness Lake Norman, and like, like I said, we partnered with this amazing gym with amazing people, and uh, we just offer Muay Thai Jiu Jitsu. And then, you know, one of my success stories, and one of the things I'm most proud of is training these. I have five sisters that train with me all adopted. Oh wow! Okay. With me on uh, every Monday, ages seven, eleven, nine, twelve, and twelve. So a full spectrum, and then um. You know, training these teens who get bullied. I have a teen right. that started bullying me about five months ago. He hasn't been bullied since. So Good. that's really what I enjoy. I enjoy working with teens and women. Um, the fighters, I do it because they're here. But my, my true passion, like I said, with the discover and develop the true warrior within, I want to reach those people who don't think they can do it and push them to new limits and have them do things they never thought they could do. Right. And that's really what that's the philosophy around what I do. I want everyone to discover and develop their true warrior within. And it happens through me pushing them to the limits that they never thought they could get to. And and that's really what I enjoy. Good deal. Now you can, uh, for anybody that wants to see Toby's fights, you can go to his bio page on Mariano big dogs corner on a new podcast.com. And, um, also, truewarriorfitness.com and that's check it, out it. his sites or his schools and his site. Check out his site and check out his schools on his yes. site and 
follow him. You can follow him on Facebook. I also linked all of your social media profiles and your Instagram <laughs> to your bio page, just in case. So, so oh, that yeah. way. Two Instagrams and five Facebook pages. <laughs> okay, we'll get it shared. We will get it shared. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be a, a new guest on Mariano Big Dog's Corner. No, it was awesome. I, You know, I appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, the reason I got into mixed martial arts and the reason I did this um, was to get a platform. And if I didn't fight in mixed martial arts, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. I'd just be an outside salesman um, in Ohio selling windows, siding and doors. So I saw an opportunity and I jumped on it and uh, my stage happens to be an eight-sided steel cage but it got me here there you go there you go and you're good at what you do absolutely and this has been a new podcast okay i got it